Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and neighbors, welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go's second annual 31 Days of Horror. Day one. We are in for quite a ride. I'm your host, Precious D, and with me, I have a guest today. Timothy S. Brannon. Welcome to the show, Timothy. Hey, thanks. Tim's fine, to be honest with you, but I'm <laughs> thrilled to be here, to be honest with you. Excited to get going with October. <laughs> uh, some people are ready in September to get going with October. I, uh, I was ready in August. <laughs> I saw Halloween stuff in Dollar General in August, and I was irate. Ah. Uh. And and I've already seen Christmas stuff. I'm not. I would like Thanksgiving oh. to be able to be Thanksgiving before Christmas yeah. kicks in. And uh, I love Halloween, but you know I don't need it to take over the entire year. Uh, I think I would be. I'd be all right with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it stops being special if you, if it's all if it's well, on all the time. Is, that is true. That is true. Timothy, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about yourself? Great. So my name's Tim Brannon, and I am a game designer. I have been working in game design for about 20 years now. And I'm going to say 20 years professionally, but, you know, it's been longer than that sort of as an amateur. But in particular, I write I, my, my, my genre is horror, and I write a lot of old school uh, OSR books about witches and witchcraft. And I got started, my, one of my big first prof, big professional gigs was working on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer RPG, which was an oh. absolute blast. And that's where I got to meet Jason Vay. I have almost bought that game several times. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I still may. It is, I mean, not to tr plug anything here, but it is available on DriveThruRPG, so it's a wonderful, mm -hmm. easy-to-use system. And after success of Buffy, we did, Eden Studios, that is, did Ghosts of Albion, which is what the one I wrote. And that mm -hmm. is Victorian horror, and it is based on a series of animations that appeared on the BBC's website, uh, written by Christopher Golden, the horror author, and Amber Benson, who uh, many people may remember was uh, Tara in the uh, Buffy series. So I got to work right, with them. I remember that. I, I worked with them both. Fantastic. I remember the, seeing that series on the BBC website. Yeah, so it was, it was a series on BBC. It was Victorian horror. It was sort of described, it was sold to them as Victorian-era Buffy. It's actually, it was different because it dealt, you know, there were more magic and there was ghosts and things like that. And it was just a really fun, unique world. And I got to work with both Amber and Chris on it really close. I mean, I, Amber, it was, he showed up, you know, in Chicago. So we went out and we had, uh, I, gave, I, I got her her first uh, deep dish Chicago style pizza, <laughs> which is pretty nice. And uh, I live in Chicago, so that's where I'm from. Okay. And uh, it was just a it was just a fantastic time, and I love doing it. But yeah, horror is my thing. That's what I love doing. That's what I love writing about, and that's what I. And you know, Jason and I both worked on 
Buffy together, and he went on to do some stuff for All Flesh Must Be Eaten while I was working on Ghosts of Albion. But since the two rule systems are very similar, his is classic unisystem, mine is cinematic, uh, we spent a lot of time going back and forth, helping each other out, talking about what our two games were supposed to be doing. And we both loved working on Unisystem. That was really our one of our all-time favorite systems to do. And we both loved old-school D&D. Uh, we both got started in the late 70s, early 80s. I think it was both of us, actually, for the late 70s. And we were talking about how flexible the sort of basic circa 1981 D&D was and we started talking about some of the things we had done for Eden and it one thing led to another and eventually between the two of us we talked through this entire game and we were finally like I think it was actually Jason who said why aren't we writing this so that game became Night Shift which is our our new current uh horror modern horror uh multiversal game and we've done a lot with it so that you can play it any way you want you want to do levels great you can do levels you want to do point buy and buy your skills and powers great we can do that too we can set it all up and it's i I gotta give jason a lot of credit here uh because there were a few design choices he made pretty early on i remember he was like feverishly writing he'd turn around and i'd get you know online the next day and he'd say all right i've written another you know eight thousand words or something here check this out so he came up with some pretty nice design choices that i feel makes the game super super flexible and one of the one of my personal uh things i wanted to do with it is i'm going to be able to play any sort of horror property that i was a fan of um, so do I, did I want to do Charmed? Yes, I wanted to play, be able to play Charmed, or I wanted to be able to play Supernatural, or Buffy, or, you know, Forever Night, or anything like that. Um, not that I'm saying that we can do those things exactly for various <laughs> reasons, but I'm saying is I've been able to create any character I've wanted and play it the way I want, and I've been very, very happy with it. So, yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, Night Shift is uh, my favorite baby at the moment. (laughs) Well, uh, we had Jason on to talk all about that on episode 53. So, folks, if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back and load it up after you're done with this one. And at that time, Jason told me off mic that you were the guy to talk to about horror movies. I should have you on. So since you guys did Night Shift, I thought we would kick off our 31 Days of Horror with Day Shift Which is exactly the kind of thing that you could use the Night Shift game to emulate if you cared to. If you if you enjoyed that, it's certainly a a a setting ripe for role playing. This this movie. Yeah, it really was. Folks, this movie just came out this year. We're going to spoil the shit out of it. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's a Netflix original. Go watch it on Netflix. Pause us and go watch it. Pause, and then come, watch, back come back here. And we're going to talk about it. So spoilers ahead. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As I said, it's from 2022. It's in color, 114 minutes. It is the directorial debut of J.J. Perry, who apparently is a stunt coordinator and martial artist and has been a second unit director and a stuntman, but this is his first time directing. Great. How do we think he did, Tim? You know what? So there's a lot of really interesting things going on in this movie. It's got Jamie Foxx in it, for starters. So yep. the first thing you should always think of whenever you see Jamie Foxx is, okay, there's going to be a comedic element, and that's here, and that's appropriate. And it is what would happen if you spent all your time watching Lost Boys and thought, yeah, this is cool and everything, but what if we moved it from this sort of sleepy beachside town that's in the, uh, you know, in the Lost Boys and make it all the way back to L.A.? So... I kind of liked it, to be honest with you. I liked what, and I'm, well, I like it. I mean, I like what the director had done. There were some very interesting cinematic choices done with the vampires, done with uh, the sort of world building, because there's actually quite a bit of world building going on, and there's even history. And I'm thinking, well, if they're going to do a sequel, they've already built everything in that they need to. Um, so I thought that as far as the director goes, I didn't realize it was the first time directing, but it's it's great. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into it into some detail, but there was some stunts done by the vampire actors that I thought were really great. And mm-hmm. they were not, a lot of them were not special effects. They were practical effects. So what what's that mean? So when you see the movie, you'll see what I'm talking about, but there's all of these, I guess, Cirque du Soleil formers in there doing all these contortions because Jamie Foxx is going through and he's shooting all these vampires. He's beating them, you know, with stakes and, st- you know, everything. And they're bending in impossible ways, except for the fact that it's not impossible because there's actual actors doing all of this. So I thought that was really fun, to be honest with you. It's not something I had seen. It get, sort of gives you a nice, unreal quality to what these vampires are. And it was better than things I've seen recently, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Well, talking about the world building, we should mention that Tyler Tice and Shay Hatton are listed as the writers of the screenplay, so I guess we can give them credit for the world building. Mm-hmm. It does seem like they're trying to set up a franchise. In fact, I saw some headline, uh, Jamie Foxx talks about Day Shift franchise, because they keep men- they've mentioned uh, twice a character named El Jefe that we yes. never see. Right. So I, there, I think they might have been laying some groundwork there. Right. So for there's potential the, sequel. Yeah, we have our we have our main vamp, oh, and I can't remember her name to be honest with you. Um, the one that's the real attorney. It is Audrey Audrey San Fernando, that's played right, by Carla like, Souza. Yeah, because yeah, named after the San Fernando Valley. Okay, so she's mm. doing things in this movie, and it's obvious that there's somebody that she's taught that the that she reports to her she's she's responsible to because she's doing when she's trying to get vampires to move into more of the daytime operations and that's obviously our fa character or it could be i mean i mean somebody yeah somebody choose her out for offing the other vampire exactly and they made a huge mistake as far as i'm concerned the first off and i say it's a huge mistake but i'm saying this tongue-in-cheek 
Peter Stormare, who's in the movie, uh, playing mm-hmm. uh, sort of this character that Jamie Foxx's character sells the vampire teeth to so that he can get paid. Um, what was it, Gary? Uh, anyway, you get Peter Stormare into Troy, Troy, Troy. He, that's, I knew it was he plays Troy. Yeah, you get Peter Stormare into something, and you're expecting him to be this you know, big bad. To be honest with you, uh, in this he's mm-hmm. kind of he, he's not a nice person, no, but use him well. And I'm always pleased mm-hmm. whenever I see Peter Stormare in anything. To be honest with you, but after watching him in Constantine as the devil, um. I'm thinking God, this would have been our, this would have been our, you know, our big, you know, main, this guy should have been our big vamp at the end because he just chews up scenery every time he's in it. And it's like, you just want to watch what he's going to do. And I, I always find him very fun to be honest with you. Uh, I want to mention a few of the other cast members sure. uh, before we get too deeper into it. Dave Franco. Yes. <laughs> plays Seth. Yes. His uh, union rep. That's right. The Mr. Snoop Dogg Snoop is Dogg Big John is Elliot. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I saw Snoop Dogg get, there's a scene where we first see Snoop, and I'm thinking to myself, this is a guy who has already succeeded in everything he wants to do in life. Everything everything he's doing now is just side quests. Yeah. And so. Just, just having he, fun. Yeah, he is. He's just having fun. If it fun. looks like fun, he'll do it. That's right. Snoop, do you want to be on a TV show where we talk about internet videos? Sure, why not? God. <laughs> can I smoke while I'm in it? Of course you can, Snoop. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> Natasha Lou Bordizo is Heather. Uh, we already mentioned Jamie. Jamie Foxx plays Bud Jablonski. Yes. Uh, Megan Good is his wife, his ex-wife, Jocelyn Jablonski. Carla Souza is Audrey San Fernando. Steve Howie is Mike Nazarian. Scott Adkins is his brother, Darren Nazarian. Right. Oliver Masuki as Klaus. Eric Lang as Ralph Seeger. That's the union uh, head. Yeah, that's the boss. Peter Stormare as Troy. And Zion Brodnax as Paige Jablonski. That's Bud and Jocelyn's daughter. She was adorable. I enjoyed she her. She was. She was so She was Quite so a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so she, she actually was... Uh, I, re- I actually rather enjoyed the daughter character because she seemed realistic to yeah. me. Having kids myself, I uh, <laughs> I, I really <laughs> like that. Um, but all, all the all the actors were really good. So I yeah, mean, I, it was enjoyable. I mean, like I said, Jamie Fox. When I see him in something, I know I'm either going to really love it or I'm not going to like it at all. I don't want to say hate it because I can't think of anything I've seen him in that I hate. But I, I've I, there's like a long list of things I've seen him in that he's been fantastic and he's not playing. I mean, nobody's ac- okay. I'm going to say something, but I'm going to immediately take it back. Nobody's accused Jamie Foxx <laughs> of, you know, having super strong acting chops, but I say that. And then I remember, well, he was playing Ray Charles he, and <laughs> that right. was amazing. But I mean, he's playing, he's, he's done some good. Honestly, he's playing the same character he kind of always plays. And that's fine because you don't go into this one expecting, I don't know, I'm not, I wasn't going in expecting Emmy quality stuff or Oscar quality stuff. I guess if it's Netflix, it's Emmy quality stuff. I'm expecting, <laughs> you know, Jamie Foxx to be a smart ass, uh, kill a bunch of vampires, and, you know, possibly walk away with something in the end. This is the, it's almost yeah. the same character you played in uh, the other Netflix show Power. 
I think that was Netflix. I remember, well, I watched it on Netflix anyway. But, you know, he was a guy who, there was a the, there were these drugs, you take the drugs, you get superpowers for a little bit. And he was the one trying to find all the, all the drugs out there. I have not seen that. Largely the same character, and which is fine. <laughs> I mean, nobody's ever complained right. about Bruce Willis playing the same character for the last 20 or 30 <laughs> years. Nobody's ever complained about, you know, Clint Eastwood playing the exact same character forever. So Jamie Foxx is playing sort of the smart alecky guy who's maybe just a little off the center from, you know, the law, but still got, has a good heart. Okay, well, yeah, that's this guy. You know, that's Bud in a nutshell. Yeah. So Bud is a, I was just going to um, go over the plot a little bit. Bud is a vampire hunter who poses as a pool cleaner. Mm-hmm. And he's got an estranged wife and a daughter and the wife's fixing to move the daughter out of town. Mm-hmm. So he needs to come up with money for her braces and her private school tuition by Friday. And the problem is he got kicked out of the union a while back. And the pawn shop guy cannot or will not pay the same price for the uh, vampire. I guess there's some kind of bounty. It's not clear what the monetary value of these teeth are other than a bounty. Yeah, he gets $800 for the uh, one older vamp that he kills that's sort of central to the plot. But he knows he can get, you know, a lot more for with Union. I understand if like the government set up some sort of program right. and, and put a ba- and put a bounty on them. Yeah. What I don't understand is why there would be a cut rate pawn shop guy who's buying these teeth unless yeah. he's going to somehow resell, resell them to the government or something. I don't know. They're, maybe they grind the teeth up. Yeah. There's some kind of implication that maybe the teeth themselves have some kind of value. That's what I But think, what yeah. it really seems to be that it's just you get a better bounty depending on... By looking at the teeth, you can tell how powerful the vampire was. Right. And you get a better price for having taken out a bigger threat. Yes. In any event, he'll, if he can get back into the Union, he can get the money in time. But right. he's not going to do it selling to Troy. So he calls up Snoop Dogg and asks him to help him get back in the Union. And because the Union boss apparently is indebted to Snoop Dogg. He agrees to it, even though he does not want he, Yeah, he doesn't want to in the union. union. Which is how he gets sort of saddled with uh, Dave Franco. Yes. Dave Franco, James Franco's brother, apparently, yep. is the nerdy little desk guy who only wants to be a desk guy. But he's like, no, you need to be with him all the time and then immediately report to me any infractions. Apparently there is just hundreds of union rules and bylaws and sections and subsections and whatnot that he could get written up for. But once he understands that Bud's doing this to try and keep his family together, he's inclined to help him out. That's right. So they, they go around looking for some vampires. They fight some they, they, they go through the list of what the different types are. Yeah. So we got some, and the kind of, powers yeah that i thought and the, going back a second on the world building that was actually kind of nice because we get to talk about the di- they talk about the different vampires and coming into this mm-hmm. movie fresh like everybody on the planet's going to um they're already establishing that there's rules to this world so there's five different kinds of vampires you know you got your ubers you've got your juveniles you've got your spiders which i thought were interesting uh you know mm-hmm. eastern and southern 
So they had all these different kind, and that actually plays into a part of it. But it was kind of neat, to be honest with you. I like the fact that it made the world feel a little bit more real to this. Yeah, and that's something, if you did want to turn this into your game world, you could do some things with that so that every foe is not exactly the same, even though you're going to be fighting vampires all the time. Right. Well, there's then, some variety. Unfortunately for us, that's something we've already worked into the system because you can. There's a base called base vampire package in there, and mm. you can decide. Well, you know this, and this this is a vampire if you're playing it as a character. So if you're if you're actually are a vampire, or if you're fighting them, we can say these are the supernatural powers that you can pick and choose from from this. So uh, the movie had five different types. We have pretty much an unlimited type number of types and i actually have a Mm. sort of a cheat sheet that i put together of about a about 44 different ones that are named that may see the light of day i hope if i get them all done (laughs) right now that's just a collection of a name with the this is these are their powers then this is how you kill them but yeah it's i i thought that was really nice to be honest with you it was very cool yeah the other thing i thought was cool is vampires we all know so the the classical mythology is they can't see themselves in a mirror and that's true here but you still see their clothes it's the first time i've ever seen that happen (laughs) yeah uh i feel like i've seen that before but i couldn't tell you where off the top of my head i'm pretty sure it was probably if it was done it was comedic fact yeah yeah so there's a vampire running around uh audrey san fernando who is doing the thing that one of them tries to do every now and then of, Hey, why don't we take over the world? I've invented a sunscreen that will let us do that. And it turns out the vampire that uh, Jamie Foxx killed in the opening scene, though he kills an old lady vampire and her uh, flunky is this woman's daughter who didn't get turned until she was an old woman. So, Audrey's out to get him right there. And there's a great scene though. When after they fight the, the football players and the cheerleader, they're low level vampires, but he's like, I got to says like, why bother with them? He's like, well, I need to get money and it's a numbers game. They add up. Also, they're still vampires. They're still going to be out there killing people and shit. So why not? But there's a, the scene that I think is really the, the real centerpiece of the film is they track some, some vampires to a house i think Mm -hmm. they don't explicitly say this but i think it's the uh, audrey's doing she's a developer yeah yeah yeah. their their houses that she's uh, building and selling in the valley yeah so this is one of the one of those houses they track some vampires to and then there's these two brothers that we mentioned the nazarian brothers who seem to have followed them (laughs) to the house and they decide to team up, and I really liked that. Instead of having some stupid, wasteful rivalry where they're getting in each other's way and trying to screw each other over, they just say, hey, why don't we team up on this right. and split it? And in a moment of good judgment, Bud says, okay. Right. And I really liked that, because I think a lot of movies would have gone in a different direction with that. Then we get this big fight in the house. Because it turns out it's a nest, and there's all the different types of vampires are all living together there, which is unusual. Right, well, and we get a huge fight. And that's you know that's where Franco's character comes in well because 
while the Nazarians are these kick-ass vampire hunters, I mean, they're all about the kill and collecting the teeth. Um, you've got James Franco, I mean, not James Franco, Dave Franco, who is like, no, <laughs> these, these types don't live together. There's something else going on here. This is what clues us in that, you know, all of these vampires together is something else, and that's also where they find the, right. uh, the sunscreen. But yeah, you're, you're talking about Bud, you know, uh, Jamie Foxx not you know, having the sensibility not to go into a big sort of macho fight thing. He's like, no, yeah, let's just clean this. Because remember, and I think this is something that Fox does particularly well. He shows you that, yeah, I'm this badass, but, you know, I'm not here to be a badass. I'm here because, you know, my little girl needs tuition money. My little girl needs braces. This is about yeah. the money. And that that's more important than any ego trip I have about being a badass hunter. And I thought that was a great choice, to be honest with you. And it's something Jamie Foxx pulls off quite well, to be honest with you. Yeah. Now, Seth is pretty useless in the fight, and he's there mostly yes. for comic relief. Yes. And he pees, him, pees his pants for the second time. But then he does show that he has use when he points out these vampires should not all be living right. together. So that, that clues him into something is going on. Uh, somewhere in here, there's a scene with him meeting his new neighbor. Right. Uh, and she, she turns out later to also be a vampire who was being forced to keep an eye on him, but she's actually a, a, a nice vampire right. who I mean, uh, helps I, out. Yeah, you get the impression that her her issue is is that she's she's she just hates Audrey as much as anything else. I mean, we don't know. If she, well, it sounded like Audrey turned her yeah. recently for the purpose of setting her on. Right, exactly. Bed. So she's got some. She's not at all happy no, about she's this. She's not got that. So we got you know the spying, and I mean, there's nothing in this movie that isn't fairly predictable, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's not yeah. why we're watching it. I mean, we're not watching it to mm -hmm. be surprised. This is not Knives Out, where you you're not exactly sure how they're going <laughs> to put together this murder mystery. Now you pretty much know what's going to happen here, and the 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 joy the fun is watching it you know play out in the way and you know you see Jamie Fox you know makes snide remarks and Snoop Dogg being Snoop Dogg which is always entertaining <laughs> to be honest with you yeah yeah and you know James and Dave Franco being sort of very nerdy and scared all the time yeah so Bud has to take his daughter to a birthday party which he's reluctant to do because he knows that uh, there's vampires right maybe out to get out to get him and notices some vampires watching them. So we get a big old car chase and he gets home and we think he's safe, but turns out there's vampires there already mm -hmm. and they uh, kidnap his wife and his daughter. Audrey threatens to turn the daughter into a vampire and make her drink her mother. Oh yeah, that's fun. And she turns poor Seth into a vampire. Okay, I will admit I did not expect that. <laughs> Didn't expect him to yeah. kill Seth. Well, and did, and did you expect Bud to cut Seth's head off? <laughs> yeah, he cut, yeah, that, yeah, that, that that was great. So, so they cut his head off. Now they had already established that Uber vamps. Yes, Ubers can survive that. <laughs> survive their head being chopped off. So you really have to, you know, kill them good. Uh, yeah. So, There's right. some talk about uh, wood to the heart and silver to the neck. Right seems to be the way to deal with any of them for sure mm -hmm. but an uber can recover from getting his head cut off i guess if it's not silver 
or if they haven't been staked first. Right. So that clues us in that Seth is, was turned by an Uber. So that's who, that's yep. who Audrey is. Yep. So he tries to put his head back on and with uh, <laughs> varying degrees of success. And at some point he figures out that the neighbor is in on this and then they all get together and settle their differences and go storm the storm the castle basically exactly. and they get Snoop Dogg to to come help. Snoop has this ridiculous bullet hose <laughs> that he <laughs> turns on Big at one Bertha. point. Big Bertha, big ass. Uh, I guess they call him a minigun. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Although they're not, there's nothing mini about oh, them. No, not really. Uh, but yeah, some kind of modern rotating Gatling gun type thing that just sprays bullets everywhere. And uh, there's a big, big showdown at the place they've tracked the vampires to. And uh, earlier we saw at the in the first fight we saw uh, Bud use this silver wire yep. trick. To cut somebody's head off, so that's uh, Chekhov's silver wire, <laughs> because uh, he uses it again in this final fight right. to take out the boss, to Audrey San right. Fernando. Oh yeah, that's good. And then uh, we get a tag with the boss showing up and being all mad and getting ready to kick him out of the union, but Seth uh, steps forward and he knows all the loopholes that'll get him out of trouble. Oh, at one point, uh, Snoop appears to sacrifice himself. He gets bit and shoves Jamie on the other side of a gate and closes it and blows himself up or something. But after everybody is safe and sound and Bud's still in the union and he looks like he's going to maybe make up with his ex-wife, who I guess part of their issues were the fact that he was not being honest with her because of the nature of his job. But now that she knows what's going on, maybe they can have a better relationship. That's right. And then the final tag is Snoop comes up out of the manhole. He has survived the explosion somehow. Mm-hmm. And then here we get a uh, <laughs> what I believe is meant to be an homage Absolutely. to the Lost Boys. You were saying this seemed uh, influenced by that, and this would uh, certainly support that theory. Because he, so Snoop says, that's what I love about L.A., all the damn vampires. That's right. <laughs> The Lost Boys line is, that's what I hate about Santa Clara, all the damn vampires. Oh, you gotta, you, so, yeah, that yeah. is Day Shift. I lo- you gotta love the fact that Snoop Dogg lived, because, you know, if he's gonna be in the sequel, that's gonna be fun. Big John. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was a fun, it was a fun flick, to be honest with you. I mean, it really was. I think Netflix listed under horror. I don't, I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you, but it's certainly under action and comedy. And it, it falls along. It should be. Wiki, Wikipedia thinks it's an action comedy film. No. I mean, it's not, it, it is not an action comedy right. film, but it is also in the broad category of horror. It is. I mean, it's vampires, vampires, vampire hunters. Lots of people are dying. So. Yeah, it's really it is more though in the straight up action in that the there's not a whole lot of scare. actual horror. Of there's scares. some gore. There's not a lot of scares. I mean, yeah, where, where do yeah. You... If you want to split hairs, it's it's not a frightening movie. Nor is there horror in the sense of something being disturbing or unsettling or unnatural. Right, exactly. I mean, as far as uh, horror goes, but it is. It's, it, yeah, it's somewhere less than Air Dark, as far as you know, vampire movies go. Near Dark probably had more mm-hmm. genuine scary bits, and even then, that's not, still not a lot. But I w- it's probably closer in nature to John Carpenter's Vampires. Yeah. Um, same sort of idea, professional vampire hunters. 
Yeah, certainly uh, for the purposes of our 31 Days of Horror, we're going to count it as it a counts, horror movie. It it's also a buddy cop movie right. and just a general comedy. It's got Snoop Dogg. So, With, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. And Peter Stormare. I mean, yeah. yes. My first time I think I really noticed him was in that video game, Until Dawn. Okay. Uh, he, he's he's the sort of host slash narrator in a video game called Until Dawn, oh, okay. where you basically play through a teen horror slasher movie. It's got Hayden Panettiere in oh, nice. it. And, and I believe it's possible if you play really well for everyone to survive. Oh, okay. And it's also possible for everyone to die. I think I had one or two survive when <laughs> I So yeah, I saw him in cuz they, you know, make the character look like him. Right. And Hayden's character looks like her. So I saw him in some other movie and I'm like, "Oh, it's a guy from that video yeah, there you game." Go. Yeah, I think I first <laughs> first encountered him or at least the first memory I have encountered of Peter Stormare is in Constantine where he plays the devil and he just chews up the scenery mm-hmm. in that. And it's just, a, a I, I saw that, but I would have forgotten. I would have forgotten that he was in it because I do not care for that movie. Not a great movie. And, and if you're a fan of, yeah. Well, if you're a fan of Constantine, yeah. which I'm not particularly a fan of Constantine, but if you are, uh, Keanu is not Constantine. No, he's not. I mean, uh, my, <laughs> My particular issue is I'm a Roman Catholic, and this was written by someone that does not appear to understand how Catholicism right. works, and yet has made that central to the movie. Right. I mean, it's got everything else going for it. I mean, you've got Rachel Weisz, you've got, yeah, Keanu Reeves, you've even got freaking Tilda Swinton in it as the Archangel Michael. I mean, come on. They make a big deal out of the church's position on suicide without at all understanding the church's position on right. suicide. And well, I mean, or or how not, 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 not or how suicide. how in fact suicide works. Right. And not to mix metaphors, that's not their worst sin. Their worst sin is making Constantine, you know, a guy from L.A. <laughs> yeah, with and, with, and, with and the wrong course, color I, hair and the wrong accent right. and a bad actor. And you know. And Shia LaBeouf as his, you know, his driver. Otherwise, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that. I did not no. remember that at all. <laughs> Other than all these things wrong with it, it's no. <laughs> it might be the first thing I saw Tilda Swinton in, though, and I liked her. This one is fantastic. She, she if if you, uh, she is just surreal as far as I'm concerned. Have you ever seen the yeah. the vampire movie, The Only Lovers Left Alive? No, yes and no. It is on my list uh, for this is, year, that is, that is and I've so started. Fun. I've started watching it. I've started watching it. I haven't finished I, it. I, I became aware of it because she was on what we do in the shadows, yes. the series. Yes. There's an episode where a number where the Vampire Council is all a bunch of actors who've played vampires, apparently playing themselves. <laughs> so I had to look. I had to look up what movie she played a vampire in because I, I didn't I hadn't seen it so it, it's on my list for this it was I enjoyed I uh, really enjoyed 31 it. days of my horror. wife watched it with me one October um, horror movie marathon that I did mm-hmm. and she normally doesn't now uh, she does will she will watch werewolf movies with me because she loves werewolf movies oddly enough but she doesn't <laughs> like watching okay. any of the others but we ended up watching this one together and she absolutely loved it she thought it was great um but it's you know it's got you know it's got 
Tilda Swinton in it as a vampire and, and Loki as her vampire lover. So <laughs> yep. it's hard to argue with, you know, with, with that. So it's, it's a good flick. I'll have to listen to your podcast when you, uh, re- when you uh, review it, that'll be good. All right. So normally we rate these movies on a five, one to five scale. Uh, we're going to call it one to five pumpkins. Good. I love it. <laughs> so how many pumpkins are you going to give day shift? You know what? Like I said, there's not a single thing in this movie that isn't utterly predictable except for Seth slash Dave Franco getting killed. But even that, I suppose, is not that interesting, you know, not that uh, new because it's happened, you know, in I think almost every Fright Night movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm, it was fun. And fun is sometimes what I'm looking for. So I think I'm going to give it a solid four. Somewhere between a three and a four, but really? I'm going to give it a four just because okay. and I like Snoop Dogg. Right. I like Jamie Foxx. And, you know, it was a fun little flick. If you're, if you happen to be, if you okay. happen to be a fan of West Coast rap from 90s or Ice T's Body Count, well, the soundtrack is great too. Uh, I'm going to give it, I think, a three and a half. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, for me, three, three is okay. One is I hated it. Yeah. Two is I didn't like it. Three is it was okay. Four is I liked it. And five is I loved it. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half. I don't know that this is going to be up there with Lost Boys no. or Fright Night. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe some young kid, this is his introduction to vampire movies and he'll be some, nostalgic about it in 20 right. years. Who knows? Some, this this is somebody's Lost Boys. No, or this is somebody's John Carpenter's Vampires. <laughs> I've actually read the book that that's based on. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a good bit. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Might still have it somewhere. It's definitely not the best vampire movie I've ever seen, but it is by far nowhere near the worst. <laughs> oh, no. Not at all. Not at all. So as we said, it's available on Netflix, folks. If you haven't watched it yet, if you didn't take our advice earlier, go watch it on Netflix now. Help them uh, get that algorithm up. They yeah. apparently spent $100 million making this. There is no there's no box office because it's Netflix. So yeah. well, they, it's, it's, you can't put an exact number on what it's made. Right. And they don't release their they don't release their streaming numbers. Uh, they just, you but, know, uh, the, only, the closest thing we get is how, where was it rated the week it was released? Yeah, yeah. So is it, it going to make <laughs> people? Are people going to turn off Stranger Things to watch this? No, they're not. <laughs> um, are they going to turn off Wink's Saga when it's you know opens up later this week? Eh, maybe. You know, for, it depends on who the demographic is. Although I, I do have to admit the whole there, there's this funny exchange with Seth and Bud talking about the Twilight movies, which was great. Yes, <laughs> so that was funny. I do like yeah. that. Speaking of demographics, uh, Tim, you said you're blogging about a bunch of horror movies this month. Yeah, every October I do horror movie marathon. So the goal is to watch 31 movies 20 of them have to be first time views 20 of them have to be brand new and okay. over the years i've done different themes uh the first year i did it, i just watched whatever i had and that was great um one year i did nothing but vampire movies uh a couple of years ago i did nothing but european movies prior to 1973 because i wanted to see what euro horror looked like before the exorcist changed everything because if you watch post-1973 movies in Europe, 
everything is the exorcist um an exorcist clone an exorcist knockoff whatever that's all they wanted to do especially the italian uh, horror cinema which i think was cranking out a brand new movie every couple of weeks it felt like um <laughs> this year i am doing something incredibly stupid and i'm so excited about it uh i am going through all my streaming services a shutter to be everything I've got and I'm putting movies in my to be watched list if they have a pentagram on the cover so that, I, I spent a lot of time writing about witches on my blog and in my mm-hmm. games and I thought well this would be a good way I can talk about night shift um, especially <laughs> you know modern stuff and I'm getting a surprising number of movies and I'm getting a surprising mm-hmm. number of movies I've never seen before so if you, okay. if you come by my blog on the right-hand navigation, I, there's something that says October Horror Movie Challenge. You can see all the ones I've done in the past because I typically watch more than 31 movies because I'll sometimes cram a couple in at night. And then you know, do the, yeah. I try to do the reviews before midnight so I can get them up. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I always throw in a Godzilla movie because – that's you know, watch, watching Godzilla movies is how I got into horror movies and start with my dad and I would sit there and we'd watch horror movies together and we'd laugh. I mean, of course we'd call them monster movies back then when I was little, but we yeah. just loved Godzilla yeah. movies. So I tried to do a Godzilla. That's movie. our main thing here. Yeah, I, I tried to. I'll watch a Godzilla movie and then afterwards I'll call up my dad and said, "Hey, I watched Godzilla versus uh, Ghidorah." You know, again, or I watched uh, the Smog Monster one. He's like, oh, that one was so terrible. <laughs> so, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so that I'll end up doing that. But uh, yeah, if you just click on there, I think I'm at somewhere along the lines of having reviewed now close to 400 movies on my blog. I've been doing it for a couple okay. of years. Oh. Um, and I've seen a few that I've really enjoyed, and I've seen a few that were absolutely horrible. I've tried to erase the memory uh, of with <laughs> no success, but it's been it, all the time. It's great. So if you come by, you'll see. I've, What's the address? Oh, the address is um, it's uh, the other side dot. So it's all one word. The other side, T H E O T H E R S I D E dot. My name, Tim S. Brannon, T I M S B R A N N A N dot com. Actually, if you just go to timsbrandon.com, it'll get you there. It's a redirect because um, I've got some other sites there, but that's the one that'll get you to my blog. Um, or if you just search, you know, the other side, uh, Tim Brandon, it'll get you there, or other side, Witches, and it'll get you there. Um, I've been doing okay. it for a few years now, and it's actually uh, the the name is a resurrection of an old website I used to have uh, back, uh, oh, God, long, long time ago, back when I was trying, when I was... Uh, Still in school working on uh, my PhD and trying to teach myself how to code in HTML. I created a uh, website for myself (laughs) and I did it all in Notepad and I had fun and it was great. And then it sort of grew into a big gaming site and then, you know, all my horror stuff was there too. So it died after a bit because, well, I didn't have access to the server anymore. So now it's been reborn on uh, Blogger. So I've been there for a few years and it's, I've been doing this horror movie marathon. It was one year I couldn't finish don't remember why i think i i don't yeah i don't remember why i didn't finish but <laughs> most of the i've done you know i think the most movies i ever watched one october was 60 and the fewest i ever watched was 31 
So wow. I always try to get, so that's why I said I'm close to 400 movies now. Right. Yeah, I have. I kind of do the same thing, but not not writing them up in a blog. Obviously, last year I turned it into uh, content for this podcast, right. but I usually would end up with some bonus movies as well that uh, I just would put on the Instagram sure. or whatever. Fantastic. Well, we'll put a link to that in the show notes, right. and uh, everybody it. can go check that out. Timothy S. Brandon, thank you so much you. for joining us. Happy to be here. Listeners, continue with us on our journey. Uh, we'll have numerous guests. Many of them were here last year. We're going to... I haven't finalized the list yet, but by the time this airs, it probably will be finalized. But we've got some Evil Dead on the list. Nice. Some Resident Evil. Uh, some Blade. Nice. Last year we did the four Scream movies, so the fifth one will be up this year and a couple of other random things in there and we will cap the whole thing off with halloween ends honeybee will be joining me for some of these episodes but she will definitely be with me for that final one halloween ends will premiere on the 15th so you will have plenty of time to watch it before we cover it on the 31st it's going to be in theaters and streaming on peacock like right. it was last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, when I heard the title was Halloween Ends, I was like, do you promise? Because <laughs> you've kind of said that before and it didn't end. Yeah. So we'll see. Another 10 years, they may drag it out and dust it off again. Right. But thanks again for joining me, Tim. Check out his blog. Also, take a look at Night Shift if you're one of my role-playing listeners or if you haven't role-played, you might want to try it out. Got a quick start that's abs that's free. So if you come to my uh, blog, yeah. you can you can find the links and you're like, hey, I'd like to try this out. It's I love horror movies and this sounds fun. Well, we've got a quick start. It's free. You can go download it and try it out with some of your friends. You know, pick a scary night that you're not watching a horror movie in October and uh, go kill some vampires. Which uh we did a few weeks ago. I've got all the stuff. I kickstarted all that, but uh, did run the quick ran both the quick starts for my group before Sweet. we talked to Jason. Fantastic. So uh, that'll do it for us for today. Be back again. A new episode dropping at midnight for tomorrow. Until then, I have been your host, Precious D. Timothy S. Brannon has been my guest host. Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements. Whatever you do, do not misuse science. We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go. You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacado Folk Rock Punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mnftg.